Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I'm your husband and GM, Zach. And I'm your wife and player, Diana. And this is Series 1, Episode 49 of the Segaranza Campaign. How are you, my darling? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. It's, <laughs> we're um, on the last day of fall break. You know, we did Thanksgiving with my family, so we had Luso, not Luso Christmas, that's that's in a few weeks. We had Luso Thanksgiving, with full of Portuguese desserts, Zach learned a new thing, we had leftovers, I set up for Christmas. Soup of the Sleepy Horse. Yes. Which I learned about, which I was very happy to discover. So, so unnecessary. It made me very happy. Soup of the Sleepy Horse is literally just cornbread soaked in wine, covered in sugar, and it makes me very happy. There's a story behind it that you can tweet at Zach about, because I will not talk about it on here. It is embarrassing. But <laughs> It's mildly inappropriate. It's embarrassing. But regardless, uh, the Christmas season is in full swing for Diana. I tweeted yeah. about this. I know I complained about it last week, but the day after Thanksgiving is when Christmas actually starts. It's not before. So now I'm neck deep in Hallmark Christmas movies. My Christmas tree is up. I've got lights everywhere and pretty decorations. I'm excited. And at the time this episode comes out, it will be the day after PAX Unplugged. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which we have not gone to yet, but we will be going to uh, in about a week. And hopefully everything went swell and... Uh, I can guarantee I'm going to lose my shit. I'm going to guarantee it because I don't do well in large crowds of people. It'll be <laughs> an adventure. But we will have done our panel. We will... This will be... There will be a stop, I think, after this episode where we'll do the PAX. Um, Next episode will be our PAX retrospective. Yes. Um, and then we'll talk about our panel and the stuff that we saw and learned. Yeah. And... But until that, a preemptive thank you for coming to our panel. Thank yes. you to everyone who came to our panel. Uh, we hope it you enjoyed it. And we hope that we didn't say anything embarrassing or terrible. Yep. <laughs> Those are my hopes. But on with magic. On with magic. So we last left off with Sal at the top of the Tower of Averius with uh, Galaki, the uh, Munram Knoll. And Galaki was preparing a fire so that Sal could perform this uh, this long-range communication spell. Yes. This kind of walkie-talkie spell or whatever it's going to end up being like. So we are going to do the walkie-talkie spell, and then we're going to do the uh, protection against fireball magic spell because mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'm going to go into some sort of trance. What? I think a thing is going to happen to me and I won't be useful after this thing happens to what? me. Yeah. Why would you think that? It's just a crazy guess. I would never do something like that to so you. So I want to do the useful thing first. Put you in a trance? I know. I know. Why would you? That Why doesn't would sound you? like something I would do as a GM. I know. I know. It's so crazy of me, but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make that assumption and do the useful thing first, and then do the supernatural magic thing. I okay. mean, they're all supernatural magic. But you're, you're making a lot of assumptions about which of these spells is going to be useful. I know. So Galaki uh, builds this fire, and she uh, she takes out a, a flint and steel. Strikes it a few times, lights up this fire on some like kindling and some whatever logs that she brought up with her. And once the fire is is going a little bit, she pulls out. Uh, she starts um, kind of uh, reciting a short incantation and pulls out uh, two square. Uh, they look like tiles of this like white 
God, everything I do is Whitestone. Let's change well, that I mean, to I think something it, else. I think it would be Whitestone. We're in a cemetery. No, I still want to do something else, though. All right. What do you think? What, what, what could Onyx. You, what could you... No. Um, something colorful. Yeah. Some sort of emerald or garnet or... You know how I feel about amethyst. What do you think? What What is Stones. something that you might use for... Okay, no. Let's, let's just go with... <laughs> Uh, let's just go with like uh, Adobe, uh, like what? Or, or Adobe Clay, like clay like you... oh, like okay, not like the software. No, um, <laughs> okay. I, I mean I might still be using that term wrong, but I'm thinking like just like a, a like a... the red clay that they yes. would make to that they used to make Adobe style houses. Yes, okay. There there are two uh, square tiles of of like this uh, red clay. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that instead. She puts one in at the start of her incantation, keeps talking, uh, and then turns to you and says, um, who are we trying to contact? Shit, I forgot. You were talking about uh, trying to contact Arlindu of the Rugmakers Guild. Yes, because he was least mad at me. Out of character, why do you assume Arlindu is the least mad at you compared to, like, Pete Myth? Because you had said, on that character who was talking to Zofia, mm-hmm. that character said that... Um, Arlindu appeared to be the least angry of this about this whole situation. So I feel like he's the least mad at me okay. because this whole situation is my fault. Okay. So we're going to go with that one. All right. Plus, isn't that, isn't Arlindu Zofia's guild master? Yes. So I feel like there's a connection there. I can update him on Zofia. That might put me in some good graces. And then maybe I can have him help me out. Okay. So uh, uh, Galaki uh, turns and she keeps reciting the spell and you hear the name Arlundu uh, and then she drops the other tile into the fire. Mm -hmm. And when she drops the second tile into the fire, the first tile disappears. Okay. And uh, she kind of gestures you over to come to the fire. I walk to the fire tentatively, Uh, but I do it. There is... um, You can see uh, in the fire that clay tile... uh, as it gets hot, it starts to, like, from the center outward, it starts to, like, turn clear, like glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then through it, you can see a room, and it's a very busy room. And it's very quiet at first, but you can hear, like, in the crackling of the fire coming through, noise. And, like, a lot of people talking and a lot of arguments. Um, and then a person walks past the fire, stops, turns, looks back, and says, Consasau? And this is just like a a uh, a general man uh, dressed in uh, guild security wear. So it's guild not Arlindu. It's not Arlindu. Okay, I think I go. I'm looking for Arlindu. He goes. Uh, yeah. Okay, hold one second, and he like runs away. And uh, after just a few seconds, Arlindu appears. And I can't remember if we described Arlindu before, but let's do it now. <laughs> he is an older human. He has, I think, wispy white facial hair, and his the hair on his head still retains some color, but it's kind of like uh, short cropped and gray with with some bits of white. Mm-hmm. And he looks, I don't know, he's got some like wrinkles under his eyes, uh, but he's always you can tell he's like a very fiery person. Yeah. Like, he's always very animated, and he he suddenly like runs into the frame of the fire of the yeah of the um of the tile uh and he goes consul cortez you're alive 
Yes, listen, I hear you're putting, I hear you're going to attack Messiah. We are also going to attack Messiah. We are in Corpstown. We should coordinate our attacks. I just do, I go right into it. I'm not messing around. I don't know how long this spell's going to last. You hear it from off screen. You go, is, is that, is that Sal? Is that called to Sal? <laughs> My man. Arlindo, Arlindo, let me see. And um, <laughs> uh, there's like a few, like, the, you can hear some shuffling and Pete Myth like pops up from like, the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. He goes, Costa Sal, where are you? Do, you don't listen. You guys never listen. You don't listen to me. I just said I'm in Corpstown. We're going to you we're going to do an assault. We're gonna do an assault. We're gonna do an assault. We're going to assault Messiah. We would like to coordinate our assault with an assault that you are going to do on Messiah so we can attack her from all fronts. I'm in Corpstown to reiterate for the third time. Where's Sophia? She's safe with me. She's at the bottom of the tower protecting me right now. Of the tower? Don't worry about it. Calls us out. Where in Corpstown are you? Are you somewhere safe? Yes. Messiah has totally blocked us off from the rest of the city. Uh, or from the rest of Corpstown. And Arlindu goes, if Zofia is with you, are any of the other security guild officers with you? Yes. I have a fighting force of about 50 people. Um, a large majority of them are Corpstown residents. People I've kind of picked up along the way, but about 20 of them are guild members who got cut off from you guys. When you say 50 people, they kind of like shoot worried glances at one another. And they, um... I have grenades. We're fine. But it would be beneficial if we could attack at the same time. Wait, where did you get grenades? You don't need to worry about what I have. What we need to worry about is timing our attack. I don't know how long this will last. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, we are planning is this secure are you sure we're secure i I turn to galaki and i like look at her for a response she shrugs and i go yes it's (laughs) secure we're planning on moving against messiah's line again at dusk perfect we'll attack then as well i don't understand how this has happened i got into corpse town with some friends we have a twofold mission. One is to murder Messiah so fast, so hard. That's mission mission number two, which I know feels like it should be mission number one, but it is mission number two. Mission number one is to rescue a friend of mine. So that you, by the way, help me put in danger. So we're going to save this friend of mine. We are going to save this friend of mine. We're going to murder Messiah. I can't do that with 50 people. You know she has more than 50 people and people throwing fireballs. Just so you know, she's got people throwing fireballs. Yes, we are well aware of the emulators. Perfect. So then you know to wor- look out for the fireballs. But I've got 50 people. Not all of them are trained. So I am going to hopefully be able to snap to launch a sneak attack on her while you guys are sound sound you should sound you should stay where you are that's not helpful to you and i need to save my friend and also i want to murder messiah sound you you should stay where you are if you get hurt your father will who we don't know what your father will do but he's on his way and we are going to work things out but by the way thanks for my dad being on the way that's your fault too i'm going to attack you can help me or you can watch me die I'm going to attack at dusk. The rest is up to you. I think Pete Myth is, like looks like he is sweating and he's like kind of stammering and like panicking a little bit. But Arlindu like kind of like Arlindu has a smile and he's like excited. He's like, "All right, Sao, glad to hear you're on our side." Pete Myth's like, "No, no, wait." <laughs> <laughs> we. Um, and I think I, I start talking over Pete Myth, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Arlindu, 
I think I know how I would like to attack, but since we're coming from inside Corpstown and you guys are fighting from the other side of Corpstown, how would you suggest we attack? Because I will tell you what our plan is. Our plan is to split up into five groups and have those groups attack kind of from five different angles, but mainly being more of a nuisance than like doing any actual harm, possibly drawing out some troops, but mainly being a nuisance. That's kind of our goal. Uh, Arlindu says, that's fine. We'll provide, we have enough people here that we can provide the main offensive at the top of the stairs. If you can harry her forces from the bottom, then we, I think we stand a good chance of breaking the line. Wonderful. We will do that. I'll see you at dusk. Arlindu nods, and uh, I think that little tile, like, starts to crack, Mm -hmm. and uh, that, like, this now glass tile, like, breaks in half, and the communication shows. Yes. Okay, cool. And the fire is still burning, and Galaki turns to you, and she says, uh, you should prepare for the other ritual now. How do, how do I even prepare for that? Well, you need to just, just drink the potion that, uh, it gave you. Okay. It might take a little bit out of you, but, um, so just be prepared. Sam was not excited about this. She's very nervous. Mm. Um, I think she takes a while for her to drink whatever it is that she needs to drink. I think she's kind of walking around. It's not a roof. It's more of like a platform. Yeah. I mean, it's a roof. It's just a flat roof. And it's got like a short, a small ledge okay. on the sides. So I think she's kind of walking around. Is there like a wall anywhere that she could lean up against? Mm. How did they get up? Was it like a hatch on the floor? Mm, yeah, I think it's just open. I think it was just like an open hole that the stairs lead up to. Okay. So I think Sound finds what she thinks is the safest place, which is somewhere in between the hole in the ground and the non-existent wall. Mm-hmm. Before you get too far ahead of yourself, you hear a voice come from the fire. My thingy cracked. Mm-hmm. Okay, I look at the fire. I haven't drinking anything yet. Constance Cortez. Motherfucker. I don't say anything. Constance I can hear you. I know you're there. I think I just keep yelling, motherfucker. Galaki, like, looks to you and then looks to the fire, and uh, you hear the voice go, Excuse me, Noel, could you get Constance Cortez for me? Could you fetch her for me? I walk towards the fire. I would like to know why she's talking to me through this fire right now. Did I roll poorly? Uh, no. That's just, uh, the ritual. I think I was quite clear that the ritual was uh, unreliable, and uh, something else. I think I picked four things for that, I think for that you ritual. Did. I think you did. Um, All right, so I walk to the fire. And Messia is there. Oh, wonderful. And uh, standing behind her is one of these uh, those uh, fully armored immolators, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like she's in a tent, and there's like some other soldiers around her. Mm-hmm. And she, he goes, Consasau. Good to see you again. Yep. Where are you? Don't you worry about it. I'm very worried about it, Consasau, because, you see, I need to get a hold of you. Oh, wonderful. So if you would like to just turn yourself over, I think that would probably be best for all of us. Maybe. But as my track record has gone and has shown before, I'm going to make your life real hard real hard and even when you do get me you might not keep me as is your track record oh this time i'm not going to lose a hold of you again i can promise you that oh, 
I'm sure you've promised lots of things to lots of people. Who are you calling, Consasau? Well, you worry about what I'm doing. I'm, again, very worried about what you're doing. I want to know who you were calling. I was calling you, my dear. You're my favorite person on the planet, and I just couldn't wait to see your face. It looks like she's looking past you, and she goes, Where in Corpstown has that much open air? Oh, the connection's super bad. I'm so sorry I can't see your beautiful face anymore. And then I stop. I start stomping on the fire. <laughs> okay. I'm just stomping on it. All right. Fair. Does she say anything? Is anything happening? I'm nope. stomping on Once the fire. Once you stomp on the fire, it's it's done. Yeah. It's gone. Stomping on the fire. Okay. Uh, Galaki looks at you and says... Was that was that her, the one who's the one who will be dead before tomorrow? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I think Galaki like takes like a deep breath in. She's like, um, sorry, I I'm sorry about that. I must not have made it clean. That's all right. It didn't seem like she heard our conversation, which I will take. Now, did you see the person behind her? That person in all armor. She nods. That's who we need to do this next spell to defend against. That didn't make sense. They do the magic that we have to defend against. Okay. So we need to make sure that this next spell goes extremely well. All right. I think I think it should be fine. Okay. So gets up and goes again to like directly in the middle of where there's a hole in the ground and death of ledge. Okay. Because there's a ledge. So, Because I don't know if I'm going to roll around. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to start walking. I want a little space so Galaki can save me. Yeah. So I sit cross-legged there and I look Galaki dead in the eye and I say, make sure I survive this. And then I drink. All right. The liquid inside the flask is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't place it, but it's it tastes kind of herbal and the sweetness is maybe from honey it's probably it's not like from like straight sugar it's mm-hmm. it's something else mm-hmm. but it's this herbal like whorehound kind of concoction yeah okay uh and there's a lot of it in there i think i confirm like i think i drink like half of it and then i look at her and see if i have to keep drinking she like urges you on she like rolls her hand <sighs> okay and uh you finish it and you finish the last drop and uh Galaki, uh, I think, sits down and she just is kind of like watching you from the center of the tower. And nothing happens for a few moments. And then the sky, which is just blue and doesn't have any clouds in it, uh, turns this like pinkish hue, like okay. slowly starts to change to this pinkish. And the the like dirty top of the of the tower. Mm-hmm becomes clean okay um as all of the debris and uh all the debris and dirt and bird droppings um disappear in a ripple that ripples out from you okay and when that ripple gets to galaki galaki like fades like um like she's a part of the debris yeah okay and so does the fire that she built until all that's left is this pristine white stone tower mm-hmm. and then someone on the other end of the tower appears. Okay. And he is tall and he is head to toe in golden armor that kind of flickers in flames. Mm-hmm. Um, Am I looking at Averius? The bastard? 
and he has these flame-like wings. Pause. Mm-hmm. Am I actually looking at Averius? I would recognize him because of my Legends of Heroes past. Yes, it is Averius. Motherfucker, I have so many questions for this guy, but I need his help. And uh, he takes off his helm, mm-hmm. and underneath is the face of a, by all accounts, like very beautiful man uh, with like a sharp jaw. Um, he has like a th- like thin mustaches um, and like a little tuft of beard like sharp eyebrows and like bright eyes and he smiles and he says Consa Sao look at what you've done uh, and he starts taking a few steps forward as his armor like clacks I think I, so I was sitting cross-legged on the floor I stand up my whole five four self not mm-hmm. very tall and I look at him and I put a bright smile on my face and I go Averius I can't tell you how excited I am to see you he laughs and he says, "Um, you're very blessed, Consasau, blessed with the ability to meet me, Averius, god of the Asia Steppe." As he's like posturing and like yep. posing, he's still walking towards you. I think he places his helm down, uh, like his helm and visor down behind him, as he like keeps strutting towards you. Is he looking at me the whole time? Mm-hmm. Fuck, I was gonna roll my eyes. Um, <laughs> All right, well, I internally roll my eyes and I go, Averius, again, I'm so excited to see you. I have so many questions, but first I must ask you a favor. Absolutely. Um, also, this would trigger your well-read move. So if you want to ask me one question about Averius. So the first question that comes to mind is like, does he have the Bident? Can, maybe I should ask him about the Bident, but I don't want to waste my time with that because I will do that at some point. Well, uh, this is an out-of-character question. I know, I know. Okay. Can I trust him? Yes. Okay. So uh, he he's walking close to you now. And when he's a few feet away, you see he has, um, I think just from what you can see, he is adorned with like makeup and jewelry. Okay. He has like uh, gold rings in his ears. Um, I think he has a gold ring in his nose. He's gold decked out. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he comes up to you and he goes, anything for you, Constasau. I can see that we have similar blood, that we have similar ambitions. Look at you coming here to this strange city and making it your own. I'm so proud of you, Consasau. You're just like me. Mm-hmm. The favor that she just doesn't address it. <laughs> I think she'll, she makes like a small sound in the back of her throat and she just does not address it. And I think she just goes. So the favor that I need is I need myself and all of my allies. That's quite a number of us. To be immune to the immolators and their fireballs. He, uh, he, I think, scratches his chin with his gauntleted fingers. And he goes, mm, uh, immunity to flame, that's something that I don't think I can give you, Consa Sound. But what I can give you is an ability to take that power away from your enemies. Me, myself, or all of my allies? We are quite, we are separated. You yourself. But perhaps I can boost your power a bit? Would I take it away from all of them at once? Or every in, every person, every emulator who comes to me, I can take their individual power? I can try to help you take it away all at once. If that doesn't work, then it'll be on you to make sure that it gets out of their hands in one way or another. I don't know what that means. What do you mean one way or another? 
Uh, he reaches out and he touches the uh, the charm on Kansasau's neck. Oh, my uh, my onyx on a gold chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he touches it, and then he re- with his other hand he reaches uh, under his like gorget, mm-hmm. and he pulls out, and he has just um, a necklace that is just a huge ring of these uh, onyx beads on gold chains, and they're larger than the ones you have. They're like maybe like a quarter inch in like diameter. Okay. And he goes. Do you know what these are, Consasau? Do you know what you have? It's a good luck charm. It dispels magic, Consasau. It steals magic. Oh. And he tucks his necklace back in. He goes, with it, you can take their flames. Quite literally. Oh. That is helpful to know. I can help you perhaps make it stronger for a bit and help you see your conquest to fruition, Consasau. But, um... I cannot guarantee that it will work all at once, but nevertheless, that is a power, and he taps on your, like, he taps your, like, sternum, mm-hmm. is that is a power that you have, Consasau. That I can take magic. Yes. I can take powers. hmm But I cannot use them. I can just take them. I'm afraid, no. Okay. Yes, let's make it more powerful if we can. Oh, Averius. He smiles and he says, no need for formalities, Consasau. From one ambitious man to another ambitious ruler, you and I are very alike. And I see what you want. She is fuming. Fuming, but trying. She's using those social graces she never uses. She never uses her social graces. She's using them because she needs him. He takes off his gauntlet. Mm Mm-hmm. And he places his thumb, like, on your forehead, like, third eye chakra. Okay. And uh, you feel, like, this warmth spread out from there to, like, to uh, through the whole of your head, down through your throat, um, and kind of centralize on that, where that charm rests. Mm-hmm. And he takes his hand away and, like, um, shakes, it off. shakes his wrist a little bit. He goes... That should do it. That should help you. If you concentrate on the magic power that you want to take and cast this spell, cast the spell from your onyx charm, I think you should do fine. If you can't take it all at once, you'll be able to take it on a case-by-case basis. Should be a little more reliable. But I would hope that my good graces see the steps help you out. Thank you for your assistance in this matter he, he smiles and he says you and i we want this city because we want what's best for it messia doesn't which is why she's doomed to fail messia is short-sighted not like you and me we can see the big picture Sao. i'm very proud of you i will agree that messia is short-sighted and will fail Though I will have to say, I don't know that I'm anything like you, oh great Averius. But mayhaps, after this battle, I can visit again and we can talk some more about how you became so great and how I can follow in those footsteps. He, like, flexes a little bit, uh, shows off, like, his, his beautiful golden flaming armor, and, like, shakes his head. And he Standing says, a little straighter. Mm-hmm. And he says... I would like to meet with you again very much, Consasau Cortez. Until next time, I will be praying for your gracious and powerful victory. I think she bows without saying anything, and she 
goes to sit down in the same spot that this all happened in. I think when you rise up from your bow, mm-hmm. um, Averius is gone, Galaki is back, and everything is back okay. as it was. I look at Galaki mm-hmm. and I go, I'm fucking furious. We are going to need to talk to Eve, but I think I succeeded. Galaki looks very confused. Let's go. I don't think I give her any chances. I make sure the flames are super out and all of it's like scattered to the four directions, cardinal directions. Like I don't want anybody to be able to tell exactly what was happening here. Mm. And then I start heading downstairs. Okay. I think on the way down, though, I ask her, like, how long was that? How long was I out? I'm just curious if it was instantaneous for her or if it was the same amount of time had passed. She goes, "Um, I don't know. After a few minutes, you stood up, took a few steps towards me then bowed, and then you started talking again. Okay. We need to find Ebe. Uh, we need to go. Okay. Um, all right, yeah. It's not your fault. You did fine. You D- did fine. The spell worked, though? Yes. Okay. All right. And you guys make your way down the tower into that big church area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's the two, there's like the big gate that leads out to the cemetery where everybody is kind of still. Yeah. I think I walked through the gate and... I don't know. Is um, is Omin still there? Does he still care? Uh, Omin and Mercier are probably nearby. You can okay. probably see them. I'm not worried about them right now. I think I go and I like bark out the first person I see. I'm like, where is Ebe? You get taken to Ebe and he's waiting nearby at like a crematorium uh, building. And um, he's just kind of, I don't, I think he's like, like knocking about small bones, like mm-hmm. knuckle bones. Um, and like, looks at them as he, like, knocks them over and, like, nods and then, like, taps a few others and, like, picks them up and rolls them. Oh, like he's reading them? Mm-hmm. And when he sees you, he goes, So, how did it go? You should That's have warned me about what that spell did. He does his, uh, like, deep, uh, or he does his, like, high-pitched jack laugh He goes, Consensau, why would that spell upset you? It got you what you wanted. Some warning about who I was talking to would have been nice. He laughs again. And he goes, I'm sorry I didn't warn you. I thought it would be better. You might be right. I think she like, <laughs> now she's realizing that like maybe it was better that she didn't know and that she went into it the way she did because otherwise Averis may have known what was going on and, and how she wants to murder him again for the Knowles. She's self-righteous. She's a white feminist. She's self. She's self righteous. Save everybody. Anyway, that's not the she's point. She's Britta. She is. <gasps> she is Britta. <laughs> she's Britta. I didn't even realize I was making a Britta, but I made a Britta. I made a Britta. She's Britta. Well, damn. Now I'm just picturing Britta in billowy pants, <laughs> and she doesn't even have billowy pants in forever. I think she just goes. Regardless of whether or not you were right, some warning would have been nice. So thank you for the apology. I don't think he apologized. <laughs> no, I think he did. I think he did. He? I don't remember. Well, even if he didn't, I think that's what she says. Okay. Then she just kind of like awkwardly stands there for a little bit. There's nothing else to say. Mm. Well, then, I, I think it goes. Did everything work out? I think so. I want to wait before I try the spell in case it wears off. Like after I use it, I want to maximize the amount of time that we don't have to worry about it. So I'm going to wait a little bit. Nods. How about the other spell? Were you able to meet with your compatriots? Yes! And then some. No fault to your 
page here. But yeah, I met with Masia, who is the villain in this story right now, after I met with the other heroes. So that was a fun conversation. She might know where we are. I tried for her to not know where we are. Just a heads up, she might know where we are. I think it frowns a little bit, um, but he says, um, I have no doubt that Root will keep us safe. I'm glad you don't. I then walk away from him and go find all those military leaders that are mad that I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. And I go to them and I go, Masia might know where we are. She might have figured it out. Dark goes, what? Listen, unforeseen complication. She didn't know where we are, where we were when I spoke to her, but she might have figured it out. I think we just need to be on a higher alert. But we are going, we have coordinated our plan with the Rugmakers Guild and all the other guilds. We will attack at dusk. So make sure your troops are ready, but also make sure that you are prepared now. I am asking a lot, and some of it is contradictory, I am aware. Uh,. They they nod, um, and I think Diego and Sophia uh, kind of exchange looks, and they're like, yes, okay, cool. And they start uh, going out to their teams and prepping. So last week, we de- you decided that of your 50 troops, you were going to split them up into groups of 10. Yes. Um, give Duarte control over one, give Pat control over one, give Diego control over one, give Mourinho control over one, and give Omin and Marshiri control over one. Yes, and I made an argument to the gnolls who were complaining and grumbling that if they could produce... Not just the gnolls, the other people of Corpstown. Yes. Like the citizens of Corpstown. Yes, that if they could produce people with experience, that I would put them in charge. Mm -hmm. But until they can produce people with experience, unfortunately, it's going to have to be all these outsiders. Yeah. And I think you do see um, a lot of people like... People that are in Diego's group just keep going and, like, asking Omen and Marshiri's advice instead of asking Diego mm-hmm. um, or, like, Pat or Mourinho. Uh, but for the most part, you know, they're, they are in line putting their stuff together, yeah. um, making their plans. And uh, I, to that end, I think the, the six leaders um, kind of come up to you and say, uh, like, so what's the plan? Did you, Mourinho is like, did, were you able to figure out what to do about the flames? Yes. I think there is a chance that I will be able to stop them all from making flames. If I can't stop them all from making flames at the same time, I will have to encounter each of the emulators and stop them individually. I have a way of stopping them. I'm hoping I can do them all at the same time. But if I can't, I will have to seek them out and stop them one by one. Okay. Which sucks. Yeah, that's not ideal. No, but it is what I will do. That's going to be my focus. Amingas, are you? Go- will you go alone? Like, when are you going um, to do it? I think it's a few hours until. I think it's like two hours to dusk at right. this point. It, it is. I think you, we are running out of time. Right, but it is still too early for me to use it because what if this spell only works for an hour? If I use it now, then I've done fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. So I need to wait. And I, I explained, I think I explained to them, not who I was talking to, not how I got this, but what I'm supposed to, like, this is my charm, my charm is supposed to, is supposed to do this, it's supposed to take it away from everybody, but if I can't, then I'm going to have to do it one-on-one, and I'm just going to try to do it, I'm going to try to get as close as possible to their camp, and see if I can see them, and try to do it beforehand. That's the best that I can do. What is the plan that you are setting now? For the group? Yeah. So our plan of attack is to 
kind of less do damage to Messia and her groups mm-hmm. and more harass them. Okay. That's mainly our objective. With the mix of fighters and civilians that we've got in each group, fighting them head-on is not going to be our best option. We will be massacred. That's what will happen. So we need to be smart about what we're doing. And I still think that if some of the groups feel comfortable luring some of the groups, maybe individual like individual guard members or maybe small groups of guard members into Corpse Town where we will have the advantage, mm-hmm. I still think that that's a good idea. But really, we're annoying them. So throwing bricks at them, shooting them, throwing the things that we have at them, luring them into alleys and beating the shit out of them. Like, I think we try to hide how many of us there are, but we try to spread us out so it either feels like there's more of us or it feels like there's less of us. Okay. I am clearly not a strategist. Strategist. I'm not a strategist. (laughs) Strategist? Or tactician. Oh, <laughs> a strategician, not a strategy. Strategician is not a word. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you get no points for that in Scrabble. Okay. All right. Okay. Fine. Tactician and strategist is the word that I'm combining horribly. But so is neither of those things. And she says that to the military leaders in front of her. Okay. But the real assault is coming from the steps. We just need to make sure they don't go further into Corpse Town. We need to make sure they stay where they are. So, I guess my question then is, are you doing anything until dusk? Preparing. And being vigilant because Messiah's people might know where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, we're on the other end of Corpse Town. Yes. I think we start making our way. Because we're not at dusk going to then start moving. We would be wasting time. Yeah. We need to be prepared to start the battle. So I think we are preparing our groups individually. The groups themselves are coming up with a plan. Maybe the five leaders can pick territories and figure that they're going to be in charge of those territories. I'm not a tactician. I don't know. I guess that's what they do. Okay. And then we start gathering our things and we start heading out. All right. I think probably what we will do is we'll probably give you follower stats for the five different groups. Okay. I think I don't know if we'll actually end up using them, but I think that's what we'll do. Who is Sal going with? Alone. Sal's going alone? Yeah. All right. Well, then we might not because you won't be around to give them orders. Well, what my plan is, is to kind of bounce from group to from group. group. To group. That's kind of my my goal. Mm-hmm. That's what I would like to do anyways, to kind of go from group to group and help wherever I can. If Sound has to fight the immolators one-on-one, they are more likely to be attacking the groups probably in small sections. So I would want to bounce from group to group to be yeah. able to attack the immolators mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Okay. Though I think I'd probably stay with Marshiri and Omen's group. All right. For but, now. Uh, I think... Yeah, I think we see... I changed that. I stay with Murdingu's group. He hasn't gotten a lot of screen time. Murdingu hasn't gotten a lot of screen time. All right, yeah. I think we see uh, the rest of the groups, like, prepping, getting ready. Omen and Rashiri, like, uh, taking up swords. I think they still have, like, the armor that they took, like, the humanoid armor from the... uh, from the Chasers HQ, which like is now the, the your big, sort of HQ. The big, like, cloak and... Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're putting on, like, this armor... And uh, everybody is getting ready to move out. We see the security forces uh, prepping. 
and like gathering their group together and like inspecting like the one Corpse Town civilian's like hand scythe that they have. And uh, yeah, you're gonna move out as it reaches closer to dusk and join the offensive. Yep. I think we're gonna end there. Dun dun dun! We've been in Corpse Town forever. Yeah, we have. We've been in here for a long time. So we are not going to be back with Segaranza next week. Next week is going to be our PAX retrospective, where we're going to talk about what we did at PAX. Woot woot! Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I did some magic. I learned I got magic, and I saw an evil god. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know if he's aligned evil. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe lawful evil. Chaotic, maybe. Probably probably more like chaotic neutral. Yeah. So thank you to Zach B., our editor, without whom the show would not get made. Seriously, though. We want to thank In Love With Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. If you like us, please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we haven't gotten any reviews in a little while, so please stop by and leave us a review. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Seriously, though, please do that. Also, since this episode is coming out after PAX, if you listened to us because of PAX, please let us know on iTunes. Yeah, that, um, or you can also let us know on Twitter at HeartPointsPod. Um, although, I mean, but let us know on iTunes with a five-star review, though. Yes, yes, please do that. Yeah. But also, anyone can hit us up on Twitter. If you could tweet about us, we would love to see us. You can tag us, and then we will mention you on the show. Uh, It means a lot to us if you uh, spread the word, if you recommend us to people, um, especially on Twitter, like uh, Stan Fresh at Refresh Ninja, who said some very nice things, said we were the charmingest podcast in all the lands, like a mix between Studio Ghibli and a Zelda slice of life. Which means so much to me. Those are two like huge inspirations for the show, and I I really like uh, I really appreciate those your words. Yeah, Stan. we just appreciate the thoughts and the fact that you totally got uh, Sax nerdiness there. Yeah, that was really appreciated. It means a lot to us, and it means a lot to us whenever anyone says anything nice about us. So please um, hop on Twitter, spread the word about the good spread the good word, <laughs> the and... good heart points word. And, uh, and we will mention you on the show. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heartpointspod. I think that it, that's it. Am I yeah. forgetting anything? No, I think that's it. All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope you join us again next week. And in the meantime, have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. <laughs>